0: Please don't wait till it's too late. Call McIntyre Elder Law. Okay. okay. Hello, it's Greg McIntyre with McIntyre Elder Law, helping seniors protect their assets and legacies. And we're here for the Elder Law Report. I was going to take Friday off. I was going to take. I was going to take the day off. However, I woke up this morning. I was going to meet some friends at the Waffle House at seven o'clock. Uh, some other. Business people in town, and, and um, we have breakfast every once in a while, and uh, you know really got inspired by them. You know they were ready to go, <laughs> ready to do today, and I had worn a suit anyway. Plus, I had not filmed the Elder Law Report. Tried to get to it this week, but we were slammed, and uh, didn't pre-film it. So just wanted to go ahead and film it this morning, so we could get it up at ten o'clock on Facebook. And we're talking today. It's our third show in our six-part series, six-part educational series today is about trust. We're going to talk about trust. Trust as opposed to wills and probate, we talked about probate, wills and probate, and then avoiding probate in the last two episodes. So we're going to talk about trust. Why you may need a trust, different types of trust. Trust are not for everyone. So let's go to the board, okay? Let's go to the board and look at it for a little bit. So, so at the top, We'll just put trust, okay? So what different types of trust are trust? What different types of trust are there? Let's get a little thicker. There you go. There are revocable trust. And there are irrevocable trusts. So there are many different names of trust out there. Insurance, you know, life insurance trust, uh, uh, Medicaid asset protection trust, veterans asset protection trust, family trust, revocable living trust, testamentary trust. So those are some that we will go over, okay? So we'll go over revocable, irrevocable, well, and within those, we'll talk about a revocable living trust, okay? We'll talk about a little bit, uh, we'll talk about a me- Medicaid asset prote- protection trust, so, RLT for Revocable Living Trust, MAPT for Medicaid Asset Protection Trust. We'll talk about a Veterans Asset Protection Trust. And those are the one. well, and we'll talk about a little bit different one, and that'll be a testamentary trust. But before we get in the weeds with the different type types of trust, let's talk about why you might need a trust. Taylor, why would someone need a trust? To pass... Thanks for filming this morning, Taylor. You're welcome to pass property or money or to help a child pay for a child's um, education or what okay. bank? I'm going to be play devil's advocate. Taylor said... <laughs> To pass money or property or help a child go to school? True. However, can't you do that with a will? You can. Can't you just pass money and property with a will? hmm Why might a trust be advantageous? Um, depending on the type of trust, it would avoid probate. All trusts avoid probate oh. that are in effect when you pass away. A trust can be created in the probate process. And which trust is that? Our testamentary. Testamentary trust, right? (laughs) Your last will and testament. So in your last will and testament, you can say that either, you know what, Taylor? I'm going to give you my apple pencil, okay? Thank you, Greg. When I I, I die, I'm going to give you my apple pencil, okay? How lucky am I? (laughs) There is this weird video that my kids play all the time. By the way, we need to play it over here. Okay, let's play it. It goes, I have a pen, I have an apple. Pineapple, I know that song. What well, do I have? Apple pen. It's a, um. I have a pen, I have pineapple. <laughs> yes. Pineapple pen. What is this, the Asian it's the, guy? It's the, yes, yes, but it is it's funny. It's almost mesmerizing to watch. Go on YouTube and Google what? Probably Apple Pin, Apple pen or a Pineapple <laughs> pen. and watch this video. My kids are watching it and dying laughing last night. The whole and I found you know it's not the first time I've been playing my house. I'll just say that. So anyway, you made me think of that video. Yeah. We're gonna edit that video into this, okay? I don't know if we can do that.
1: It might be copyright
0: infringement. Okay, yeah. yeah anyway, you can have to add a link. Me. Just Google it, okay? Anyway, you'll, it'll be worth a laugh. So so uh, when I pass away, I'm giving you. My Apple Pen. Free of trust. That means what? I'm just giving it to you, Mm -hmm. right? But I could leave you, I could leave my children, okay? Um, Or my grandchildren. X amount of dollars. I could put $50,000 in each trust if I had it, right? And I could say, you know, that money is going to be held in trust for these grandchildren individually. So I'm going to set up separate trusts for the grandchildren to pay for their health, education and welfare. I'm going to state in there how important it is that my children go to college. And I'm going to give my I'm going to name the trustee. The trustee might be the same person I name as the executor of my will. Now, a trustee is similar to an executor, but trusts aren't governed by the court after they're set up, unless somebody sued the trust, right? Or sued to remove a trustee or something. Or a creditor sued the trust. So um, I'm going to have that held in a discretionary fashion so the trustee's going to have discretion under certain rules to distribute that money. Let's say when that grandchild turns 18, I want to be able to pay for that for tuition, books, housing, food, things associated with my grandchild going to college because I want them to go to college. I might want my house sold and that money put in trust for my grandchildren to go to college. That might be what I direct when I die. And that can be placed right within the will. That, let's say at 25, I want to cap it on and say, you know, I'm going to stop those payments at 25. I could say I want to stop those payments at 30 because I might want to, you know, it, t- it could take a while for a child to go be a doctor or, you know, go to grad school, things like that. And then after that, for the next five to 10 years, I'm going to distribute out the principal. So I'm going to take the principal out of that trust and distribute it out over the next five years, say 20% a year until it's all gone. And that's a great example of how any trust can be set up. A living trust or a testamentary trust could be written in your will and could function excellently to well into the future, okay? Another thing I might want is I might have some farmland. I thought of some other trusts, okay, that I want to put up there. Also, we're going to hit, and then we draft a good amount of these, special needs trust or SNTs, okay? So we'll talk about special needs trust as well. Every will that we draft has a special needs trust built in. I'm charging my Apple pen. So um you have a pen? You have pineapple. What do you have? Apple pen. So you could have a special needs trust You can create one while you're alive, or you can create one in your will. Every will we draft has a special needs trust built in. It's Article 5. It's a large portion of the will. The reason we have that option is we want, what if the person you're giving money to or property to is a special needs individual, draws disability, SSI, which comes with Medicaid to pay for extended health care needs, potentially. And when you give them this gift, that's great. They love that, right? However, it's going to kick offline this check that they get every month from SSI and their health care they need. And it took them two years to get it, right? It can take a long time to get it, for instance. Well, that's a blessing and a curse. So what else could happen to that money? Well, we want to give the option for that money to be placed in a special needs trust and a trustee preside over that money to still buy things for that person take care of that person, and that's what our wills allow for. That's another example of a testamentary trust. Special needs trusts can also be set up while someone is alive to place money there, okay? Or sometimes if someone gets a personal injury recovery, something like that, then that money can be placed in a special needs trust to still buy things for that per- person, provide for those that person's needs, and not affect and a disability benefit that they're on, or a Medicaid benefit they're on. So special needs trusts are excellent for that type of planning. Revocable living trust, I think, is the most common type of trust that people think about. Now, revocable, why why is it called a revocable living trust, Toad? Because you you can still revoke anything that's in the trust? You still have power? Yeah, usually the person, the grantor, the person that sets it up, is also the trustee, which means you can put things in the trust, you can take things out of them, so you're still deemed to be in control of it. Now, a lot of what we deal with in elder law is planning for long-term care situations or thinking about what would happen. So would a revocable living trust be helpful in shielding assets or protecting assets from a five year look back period from Medicaid to pay for long-term care. No. No. Why? Because you still have access to all your assets. Because you still have control of all your assets. So even, even though this might give some liability protection from creditors, things of that nature, separate you from your money a bit, it's still flow through taxation because it's generally going to use your social security number. So it's no separate tax return for the trust. Trust can have a higher tax, will have a higher tax rate if they're set up with a separate tax ID number. So this would allow it to stay under your tax ID number and it would allow you to avoid probate. Those are two big things. And it allows you to control your property well into the future. You might have farmland that you want to keep in the family and keep as farmland or a location house that you want to stay for the family to use for generations. Trusts are good for things like that, for not one-off distributions like a will or a beneficiary designation, but to control property. My professor in law school used to say "Dead hand control, kind of a hand sticking it from the grave with a remote control. Control property and money you know, well into the future. So that's what a revocable living trust is. If you have long-term care insurance, if you had plenty of money, then a revocable living trust might be for you. And it's a case-by-case basis. Plus, someone might say, you know, I've got tons of money. I've got a million bucks, but, you know, eight, nine hundred thousand of it is in IRAs, individual retirement accounts, 401ks or qualified annuities. Why is that not a good candidate for a revocable living trust? still, if you had to go into long-term care or anything, it would still be... Because IRAs, <laughs> 401ks, tax-qualified funds where income taxes haven't been paid yet, mm-hmm. they won't go into trust. You can't place them there. So that's not a good place to, to put IRAs or 401ks. So still not a good candidate, okay? So many people think they need trust, and they don't. Some people don't think they need a trust, and they do. But it's a case-by-case basis, certainly worth having that discussion when you're talking about planning as you age and and sit down with an estate planning or elder law attorney to have that discussion. We draft a lot of trusts. We draft Medicaid Asset Protection Trust and Veterans Asset Protection Trust. I will show you how both of them similarly work. They are both irrevocable trusts, right? Irrevocable means what, Taylor? Um, You appoint a trustee to handle everything for you that's inside the trust? You appoint a third-party trustee. It could be a company. It could be a child. It could be a trusted family member, right? And that's going to allow, and it's going to be a separate tax ID number, okay? Everything with trust is going to pass outside of probate, by the way, okay? Everything's going to avoid probate here. But this irrevocable trust, when you place money there in a Veterans Asset Protection Trust or Medicaid Asset Protection Trust, is going to start the look-back period on the benefit, okay? Either one of these you use. Although VA for pension benefits, for Veterans Aid and Attendance, pension benefits right now under the rules, there is no look-back period for money transfers. But this is a great place to place money to qualify people for the Veterans Benefit and still have that set aside for that person and for future generations. Same with the Medicaid Asset Protection Trust. Starts the clock ticking on that benefit. Stocks, bonds, securities can be held in trust, still invested, still grow the money. So in this one, we have some money in there, we have some homes, right, in, the, in that trust, okay? And, and still, the spigot is there so that the trustee can pull money up with a beneficiary the trustee can give the beneficiary, it could be the same person, money, and then that, that money could be used to supplement, you know, to buy things for the person in need. Uh, but, uh, you know, it still would be that person, the trustee or the beneficiary's money, okay, when they pulled it out. So after the look back period has passed, for the money that was put in there, say for nursing home Medicaid five years ago, this locks, okay? So that's an illustration of how Medicaid Asset Protection Trust works. It's really the best safe that you can put your money in legally. And a great option for doing uh, planning, asset protection and preservation planning. So anytime someone needs to talk to us about any of these types of trusts or situations, I draft a lot of trust. We draft a lot of trust here, don't we, Sam? We do. So you can call us at 704-259-7040, okay? So give us a call and we will set up a consult and I'd be glad to meet and talk to you about estate planning and trust planning. And those are just, that's a quick overview of trust without drilling too down, down too far into the weeds but uh, be glad to explore those options and many many more with you and help you with whatever you need. I'm Greg McIntyre McIntyre elder Law and this has been the elder Law report. Thank you very much Tune in next Friday at 10 a.m where we will discuss another important topic. part four what's part 4 Taylor? Lady bird Ladybird lady bird deeds So next week we're going to be talking about lady bird deeds specifically. Thank you. See you next week. Life is busy, we all know. We put off planning till things get slow. Tomorrow's never promised today. Don't get too busy and let it all slip away. Please don't wait till it's too late. Call back and tie your elder ball. Foundational planning or more complex. We can help when you're perplexed. If a loved one needs long-term care, we can help avoid some of the scare. Please don't wait till this your elder law Estate planning benefits and even probate We take the planning piece off your plate. If you or your spouse were in the military We can help with benefits for your family Please don't wait till it's too late Call McIntyre, your elder law Please don't wait till it's too late Call Mc-